You guessed it, Pressure Points, with the two most intolerable hosts of the century, D and AJ, back at it, season two, episode five, it's a two-parter, Chop Shop Body Swap, part two. Find us on Instagram, at Points O Pressure. Let's get going, babies. Oh my god, I love the fucking dancing that we do during during our intro. I'm pretty sure we're the only people that do it. Nobody sees it. I know. Nobody sees that <laughs> they part. Never That's will. just for they us. They never will. Fuck them. Fuck them all. Yeah. I'm surprised I'm not sick of that song yet. <laughs> it's it's a banger. It's a fucking banger. Uh, welcome back, everybody. It's been a week. We've let some uh, body donation shit settle, and we're going to bring it right back up. It's PTSD yeah, it. time, baby. Uh, so let's see where where did we leave off, AJ? Uh, there were some bodies that were being donated and treated poorly. Oh no! That that's the review for everybody who left when you told them to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, info on the military. Cool. So I hope that you, if you tuned out, you're not tuning into this episode because where I left off is actually where I'm going to continue. So everybody else already knows this quick refresher course uh in 2012 a man by the name of arthur rathburn was caught in the detroit airport wandering Detroit. Detroit. uh he was wandering around with a couple picnic coolers no big deal until they opened him up then it was a huge fucking deal uh <laughs> they found 10 human heads in this red fluid inside and the FBI got involved, and they, I mean, they had been looking into him for a while now. Uh, and it led them to, who we talked about last time, the owner and founder of BRC, which was Biological Resource Center in Arizona, uh, Stephen Gore. So it led them to sales between Stephen Gore and Arthur Rathburn. Uh, they raided Stephen Gore in 2014. They found Frankenstein-style shit. They found buckets of penises. Or so, yeah, a cooler full of penises and buckets of body parts. Um, And they found documents of disease-infested tissue that were sold to multiple people. So today's (laughs) fun, exciting episode is actually going to be going over those two guys, Rathburn and Gore, which are the two worst fucking names for people that run body donation centers. They're just like, hi. I'm Arthur Rathborn. Oh, and I'm Stephen Gore. <laughs> Just the fucking worst. Fuck those guys. Um, so they looked into Gore. They raided his place. They found out all this wild shit. And uh, so obviously he went to trial. And I know I gave you guys a spoiler last time. And I'm going to hit you with a quick spoiler now. But... I'll fill you in with the details after. So uh, he was found guilty in October 2015 for fraud, obviously. But it wasn't exactly the fraud that everybody would think. So when I initially read it, I was like, oh, fraud. Like, yeah, he lied to these people about um, where their bodies were being sent. Which, yes, that was taken into account. But that wasn't the main thing. So, um... Like I said, he did violate the contracts with family members through sales to the military. Um, But a lot of it was also how, like, the remains were used. And 
what happened with the remains prior to the sales. So um, throughout the course of his ownership of BRC, he mailed parts to Harvard, Utah, Tucson, and Atlanta. And those were like the four really big ones that they pointed out. Uh, now at Harvard, uh, they got their call or they got the like call about a deceased body. So this is a BRC. They got called about the deceased body the same day. They went and picked it up. Um, and they pick it up. They do their brain removal, like, quick, right away, man. They probably used, like, a table saw <laughs> and a hammer. <laughs> Just a fucking chisel. Tink, tink, tink. Yeah. Tink, tink, tink. Uh, so brain removal right off the bat. And you would think that, like, if you're doing literally a lobotomy, that it's going to take some time. But these guys shipped the fucking brain out the same day that person died. Damn, same day shipping? That's not bad. Yeah, like these guys are better I can't even get Amazon to do that. Amazon's next day. Fuck those guys. Get it together, Amazon. (laughs) Get your shit together. You need to follow Yeah, you need to follow the uh the more efficient business model that is BRC. (laughs) (laughs) Um so while the brain was still warm, they ship it off to Harvard to their brain research facility. And so anytime they would ship anything off, they would have to get blood samples from everything before they do like before they load those bodies up with fucking formaldehyde. They've got to take a blood sample to find out if, hey, this is a an infected body part. And I mean, when you do it same day, obviously, you're not going to have the most accurate results because, well, you're also shipping the fucking blood sample to to your blood test facility. So three days later, uh, they get results back that say, hey, um, this brain has hepatitis C. I mean, it, probably the body had hep C. Like the person? Well, yeah. Not but, just the brain. But. I got a case of the brain I hep got a, C. I got a case has of the brain to do hep with the C. Liver. Yeah. But regardless, the sample they sent out had hep C. And it's like I said, this, this was one of the biggest cases that um, – they got in trouble for that. Well, not they, but Gore got convicted for. Um, so they get Hep C results and they reach out to the family and they say, and this is the direct quote from the letter they sent. And it says, unfortunately, re- we received an unfavorable, unfavorable report for infectious diseases and blood in our blood testing. Jesus, I'm slaughtering this. I shouldn't have had all that vodka. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't in the letter by the way <laughs> um, yeah let's let's restart actually on that uh Stephen gore he was drunk as fuck all the time raging alcoholic so i'll give it another shot unfortunately we received an unfavorable report for infectious disease blood testing these blood tests could not confirm that an infectious disease was present but did prohibit us from using the body for safety reasons which you know i find interesting because uh it didn't stop them from using the body for safety reasons. You mean with their track record, they just use the body? What? What? Who could have guessed? I can't believe it. Uh, And surprisingly enough, cremated remains were sent back to the family. Though, I myself don't believe it. Uh, And, you know, when you send somewhere like when you send a sample or a brain somewhere you would think 
maybe I should notify the people handling that that something happened. But they just decided, ah, it's water under the bridge. We're not going to tell Harvard. Nah. So uh, two years later or so, Harvard finds out from Arizona authorities that the brain that they had bought, obviously, two fucking years ago, had hep C. Uh, and at the trial, they, they talk to Gore, and he goes, I simply have no excuse. And it's like, yeah, no shit you have no excuse, yeah. dude. <laughs> like, it's it's like what kind of excuse could there even be? They paid me enough money to still send it? Uh, I didn't want to have to issue a refund. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... With So that was one of the big things that was brought up in trial. Now, the other ones, like I said, Atlanta, um, they had bought a foot from BRC. Ooh. Ooh, a good old Tootsies. Tootsie. A good old Tootsie roll. And Ugh. one of the workers in Atlanta was handling this foot, and she was actually stuck with a needle that was used on the foot. Ugh. Your face, worse than your like face indicates standard... how great this is, how how definitely Ugh. healthy it is. Um, luckily, though, she was vaccinated. Um, so you know, for what foot fungus? Yeah, for foot dead foot people hefty. blood. Now, <laughs> in the last episode, I kind of hyped you up a little bit and didn't ever approach it, but uh, give a quick run through of Hep B and Hep C, just so that. Like anyone that doesn't know all of our stupid medical shit, they're aware. My IED right. specialist, IUD, IUD specialist, IUD specialist, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so hepatitis—it's pretty straightforward. You know, awful condition. There are a lot of different kinds. There's Hep B, Hep C, alcoholic hepatitis, autoimmune hepatitis, Hep D, Hep A, Hep E. Apparently, just learned about that the other day talking to a doctor, but uh. It's, ba it's usually a viral infection that causes inflammation of the liver. It's usually pretty slow, but there's, for most of these kinds, there isn't a treatment for it. You get hep B, or, uh, yeah, you get hep B, you get hep C, you're pretty much dead in, like, 40 years. It takes a long time. There are a lot of treatments for it now. It used to be just a death sentence. Now you can live for quite a long time with some of these. Uh, a lot of times they can be treated with, like, a liver transplant, which is super cool. If you didn't know... If you wanted to go donate your liver to somebody, they'll cut off, like, 75% of your liver. <laughs> yes, your arm. They'll cut off 75% of your liver, sometimes up to that that amount, put it in somebody else, and then your liver will just regrow. Huh. Pretty cool. So do you, but, by like, chance, have, like, the, uh, like, what hep C does to your body? I mean, it kills your liver. <laughs> it just destroys your fucking organs. <clears throat> yeah, it, it causes a lot of things, like the, uh, you know, Dealt, deals with your uh, bilirubin and it helps with processing a lot of the shit that goes through your blood like alcohol and the different the different types have some different symptoms some similar symptoms most of it is caused by like bodily bodily fluid to bodily fluid foot needles blood, to secretions arms, foot needles brain juices to eyeballs <laughs> uh definitely and you know if you drink a lot then you're fine no, that also makes it worse. But uh, it can cause things pretty quickly. If you have acute hepatitis, they appear quickly. If you don't, they like chronic hepatitis, hep or hep C, you may not even see symptoms for months to years Jesus. until the damage is already done. And that entire time, you may be infectious. You may be a carrier and just not know it, which is something that makes it 
kind of freaky. God. Uh, some of the common symptoms, fatigue, flu-like symptoms, dark urine, uh, pale stools, <laughs> abdominal pain, <laughs> nothing, loss of ap- appetite. Nothing better than a nice white shit in the morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, unexplained weight loss. And then, you know, at more advanced stages, you start getting the yellowing of the skin, or, uh, skin or, and the eyes, uh, the jaundice, because your body's not processing, not breaking down that bilirubin. It's building up. Simply the best. So, yeah, not fun. And then your uh, liver slowly starts to die. You may get fluid buildup in your abdomen. You may get liver enlargement or stiffening, I think, if I'm remembering that correctly. Huh. Uh, And tumors. Oh, God. I mean, who needs livers anyway, right? Cheers. Yeah. If you're at a chop shop, then... Yeah, fuck it, you're already dead. Just get another. You can't even donate anymore because you're fucking dead and your body didn't go to uh the organ donation clinic so Mm -hmm. fuck it also anybody who works at in any kind of medical facility medical capacity even around cadavers things like that should definitely be immunized immunized goddamn immunized about all that gin they should definitely (laughs) get the immunization for hep b because it exists and it works so you know fuck you (laughs) anti-vaxxers right uh also to avoid hep e Make sure you don't drink shit water. Oh, you should be fine. God. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised that I'm cringing at that when, like, everything that I've been talking about <laughs> yeah. is just as fucking bad. Um, so, let's see. So, Atlanta, in Utah, uh, they sent hepatitis C-infected eyes. And in Tucson, they sent hepatitis B-infected eyes and ears. So... Uh, obviously, Gore goes to trial. Um, he's found guilty for fraud because he's literally lying about what he's sending people. Um, they weren't able to prove all of their cases, but Harvard was one that they came out with. And then the violated contracts pertaining to um, the military and um, the... Fuck, well, I don't remember what the other one was. I've had too many drinks. Um yeah oh well uh so yeah it's fine yeah just just refer back to the last episode um so there honestly it's it's kind of fucked up because well not kind of it's horribly fucked up there are so many situations that all of these like so many companies of body donation clinics that they're just doing sneaky creepy bullshit in the background like when you're a company that can be opened by someone with a high school degree that was an insurance salesman and he's like yeah i'm gonna get into the medical industry and fucking steal bodies and chop them up and send them everywhere like it's kind of a shady business i don't know if any of you realize this but it's only slightly fucked up uh so uh just glancing through a lot of these that that ruder investigation that i had talked about which, once again, I will have a, a link for you guys on Instagram along with photos of Gore and um, Rathburn. Uh, there are just so many fucking terrible things that happen. Now, uh, last episode, I referenced that there were only a handful of states at the time of the report, around 2017, 2018, that actually had regulations around shipping of body parts to and from the from that state so that included states uh new york virginia oklahoma and florida 
And like I said, those are the only ones at the time of the report that that had regulations around it. So um, I'm basically just going to go over a bunch of the creepy, weird shit that happened um, in this report that they went over. So um, in 2013, uh, New York University came out and so NYU, they came out and they they said that they were sorry. Oh, we're sorry <laughs> that we had a mass grave of donated bodies, but we changed our policy. So they had they got fucking body donations and they just go, oh, yeah, we're sorry about it. We changed our policy, but like we just buried everybody together. <laughs> we just desecrated a bunch of dead we're bodies. We're so sorry. We're sorry. Um. So, yeah, just like what the fuck and that was going on when new york had their strict regulations about like shipping new york honestly is reading through everything they feel like one that was most on top of all of this as opposed to obviously arizona (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so tulane university received donations they shipped those donations to a broker so a body broker, that's what these guys are. I don't know if I specified that, but they shipped these to a body broker and the body broker sold those bodies to the military with, you guessed it, no consent. Ah, uh, who needs it? <laughs> yeah, fuck them. <laughs> uh, so they they got in a bunch of trouble for it. And that was one that did come up during the trial uh, for Stephen Gore. They had brought that up, said like, what the fuck is this? Uh, and the military also cut off Tulane and said, like, if you guys try to send us any bodies, no thanks. Um, now, during Reuters' investigation, they wanted to find out what the requirements were. And this is this was one of the most fucked up things I first read. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with these guys? Like, Reuter investigators are assholes. Because they wanted to understand, like, to understand how corrupt and sneaky and fucked up these guys were that were running these companies they were like how easy is it to buy these things so Reuter set up a essentially not a fake business they didn't say that they were like doing medical research um they didn't say oh like we're we're trying like all these new and crazy things. The, the they're doing a sting operation. I've seen cops, oh, dude. So the the reporter he rented this like office space out. Which if any of these guys that they they emailed had looked it up, they would have found out that the address that was provided was literally just for an office space, a virtual office space in a like building. That was it. And he paid like one hundred and seven dollars a month for it just so that he could say, hey, this is the address that I'm working from. He hired a secretary to work there so that she could answer the phone. So <laughs> Perfect. That's all you need. I know. So uh, he, he fucking emails five companies, and three of them got back to him, like, within a couple days. Uh, but one of them was, like, on top of it, and it was this company based out of Tennessee. So he was like, fuck it. Like, I'm not going to respond to the other ones. I'm just going to work with this guy. And he basically says, hey, like his in his initial uh, message, he just asks, hey, I'm 
I'm in the industry and I'm looking to purchase a cervical spine. Um, I was curious what your prices are and uh, how I can proceed. And the guy gets back. He's like, oh, thank you so much for doing business with us, all this shit. He's like, uh, cervical spine mm-hmm. will actually run you $300. I do have one. It's Whoa. from it's from a 24-year-old male that committed suicide. A young spine? Yeah. Whoa. And he says, so I can provide you that. And the, the investigator just reaches back out and he says, cool, uh, how are we going to handle this payment info? This is my shipping address. And the dude gets back to him right away. And says, yeah, like, uh, just do this and this, and we're good. So there you go. The thing is, no laws are being violated. Like, they're not breaking any fucking laws. Because it's not like you have to have a permit to, to get these things. You can literally, if you died and I had ownership of your body, I could send bits and pieces of you wherever I wanted. As long I'm going to as... buy a fucking skull. <laughs> As long as you didn't have a consent that said, like, oh, hey, uh, I don't want my body desecrated. As long as you didn't have that in place, then I could do whatever I wanted. Um, I'm, I'm going to buy a skull and a human toe. <laughs> well, the problem is now a lot more people are aware of this. And Fuck. most, if well, not all, but a lot of the companies that will start up will go bankrupt just because... These guys get in way over their head. They're like, oh, I'll buy like 37. I'll buy four freezers and fill them with body parts. Um, and I, I feel like a lot more states are starting to crack down on on these situations because it is a fucked up industry. Like no no state sits back and they're all, yeah, I would like to deal with uh, handling the desecration of people's bodies. Um Especially with how For much, science. yeah. Especially with how much work Reuter did in all of this, and with how prevalent that that story was from the last episode with uh, Jim Stoffer, Stoffer, Jimmy S. Uh, it really, I feel like it brought a lot of things to light. But I also was way too obsessed with like all the fucked up, terrible things happening that I didn't look into the current laws of all fifty states. So that's fair. Yeah, my bad. Um, <laughs> so like I said, no laws were violated and it was funny cause in the report he said buying wine online was harder to do because it required proof of age. Mine did not. And it's like, what the fuck man? <laughs> I, like just a seven year old accidentally emails this guy and they receive a cervical spine in the mail. They use mom's credit yeah. card from all you need is a PayPal account <laughs> and a PO box. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, but, yeah, it like, just, I mean, we can't even get fucking wine shipped in Utah. Like. Seriously. God damn. We can't even. Did you know uh, Utah doesn't even do tobacco shipment? No, I didn't know that. I've never tried to buy tobacco online. Or, no, that was when I was in Michigan. That's That was oh. the one. Michigan was like, nope, because we tried buying cartons, but no go. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, when they received the package, uh, the report, the, the investigator actually had uh, an MD on site. He was working alongside uh, one of the local colleges, local universities. Oh. And so she opens the box. He didn't handle it. They, they had this huge disclaimer at the end. He was like, I did not handle it. I didn't open it. I didn't touch anything. This was not my business to, to deal with. Um, she handled everything. So she opens it up and she says, the medical history, 
that was provided was completely insufficient. Like certain parts weren't well, the spine itself, it wasn't labeled properly. Um, and the box itself that was shipped in wasn't even labeled with a human remains warning. Jesus so, Christ. Like, imagine it gets sent to the wrong address. You're like, oh, <laughs> hell yeah. My huge Amazon order finally got here. No, it's just a fucking spine in a, like, plastic Ziploc bag. That wasn't the case. <laughs> it wasn't in a Ziploc bag. But even then, it's just like, what the fuck? Like, surprise. Here's a fucking spine. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas. Ugh, so... They got the first order, and uh, because of this other investigation that they were doing about a uh, another head that was in like Kentucky or no, in a, outside of Pittsburgh, um, the investigator was like, "You know what? I'm gonna try to buy a head." So he reaches back out to this guy, and the guy's first response is, "Well, I mean, yeah, I can certainly send you one, but..." Uh, I can offer you discounts on knee and foot specimens because I need to free up some space. <laughs> like, two for one. If you buy, buy two heads, get a foot free. <laughs> That's a great deal. Yeah, purchase two heads, and we'll give you a knee and foot on us. Like, fuck <laughs> you, man. Due to overstock. <laughs> Overstock.com. Find heads now. Uh and not head, not the good head. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, I mean, you could use it. Yeah, you could utilize it. And it might be good head, depending on your preferences, I guess. <laughs> um, so they get the container with the heads, and it's cracked on the outer, like, two of the outer edges. And, like, how? I, the head is cracked? No, 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 no. The, the outer edges of the box oh, okay. are cracked. And, like... Uh, it, I don't know if this is just male mishandling, but my money is on this dude is, like, just the worst at packing shit. And he's, like, Kobe <laughs> just launching it across the room. Like, you fucking idiot. So <laughs> they open it up, and one of the heads, the form that comes along with it is blank. Like the information form? The information form that came along with it is blank. Oh, fuck. Like surprise how here's a, here's a head that nobody knows who it belongs to the second head that was in the box now you would think that like blank is is well blank is the worst it can get and you're like wow like he probably didn't fuck up the other one no it was completely Ill illegible paperwork he didn't even <laughs> type it he's just fucking doctor scribbling shit in worst talking hell worst handwriting in the world like get it together man um, but yeah, so they ended up reaching out to the family of the person with the cervical spine because, you know, that one had some documentation on it. Well, uh, that's all right. They reached out to them and surprise, this family was lower income. And they even said, Weird. they were like, you know, we couldn't, we weren't able to afford cremation or a funeral service. So he came to us and we were like, you know what, we can do this for free. And we're not going to be doing wrong by our son. Well, it turns out this motherfucker was doing wrong by their son. Um, yeah. Oh, God. If if anyone listening has the chance to read through, like, all ten sections of this full investigation, 
I would honestly recommend it because I grace over a lot of these topics. That one specifically was an entire story, like an entire article in and of itself. It was just like, I was like, I don't think that I can in good faith read through this and be openly sadistic when this is the saddest thing I've ever fucking read in my life. I was like, oh Fuck my em. God. Uh, so yeah, that one, Tennessee, the guy had, he, he listed that they were a nonprofit organization and he actually reached back out to Reuter after he discovered that they weren't uh, a medical company. And he tried to shame this dude. He was like, I can't believe you would take advantage of this, of, of this company. Like what we're doing is good. And it's like, what you're doing is insufficient, dipshit. <laughs> um, so another one was uh, in Southern Nevada, and a lot of a lot of the reports that I found got this one mixed up with the one that was in Arizona. Um, in the fall of 2015, so this is around the same time that uh, Gore was convicted. Uh, complaints about smell were coming from the building like people were calling and they're like dude this place stinks like to high heaven what the fuck smells like they got a bunch of bodies in there fuck god what's going on like it smells like death outside um (laughs) and so health inspectors show up and there's a guy in the back and he he has a garden hose in hand and this will be another picture that i post he has a garden hose in his hand and he's thawing a human torso that's on a gurney just out in the midday, like just in the midday afternoon. He's like, yeah, whatever. Like this is just yeah, uh, hosing them down. Yeah. So um, it turns out that one of the people that worked there had reached out to his buddy who needed a job or needed work. And he said, hey, man, I've got some work for you. Um, if you're not too proud, why don't you come spray down fucking bodies with a garden hose and thaw them out for us? So the guy that hired him, uh, he got charged for pollution with hazardous materials because he's literally draining this into the gutter. Oh, like, my God. This is going past, like, they talked about how it's going past businesses, like human, like, blood, human remains, like, like, it blows my mind. I, I, I have no words. Crazy. Um, so, yeah, he gets charged with uh, pollution. Uh, unfortunately, it was only a fucking misdemeanor. It's like, Jesus. Um, but, I mean, I guess he was just doing his job. So, uh, But the other stuff that they found there, the health inspector discovered there were moldy body parts and tissue in an unplugged freezer. Oh, God. Like, how- unplugged freezer, the one place you should not put a body. <laughs> like, how? How do, you, how do you fuck this up? I don't understand. Um, and when they reached out to the owner, he said, honestly, there's just too much gray area here. It needs more regulation. It's like, and you took advantage of that, you douchebag. Like, what the fuck is your problem? Yeah, oh, it, it's beyond me. Just reading through these, I was like, how? How is this? How is this a thing? How is this happening? Um, this in, this entire bit is making me just kind of feel a little bit like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm just real. excited to reuse that bit. But, like seriously, but, but, alarms alarms were raised years ago before this guy got arrested you, and tried. But you like, have oh no idea. 
AJ. It gets even worse, man. So um, there are they found 62 funeral operators. So they're running a funeral home that strike mutually beneficial arrangements with body brokers. Now, I know that sounds like a lot of info, but it basically is just 62 funeral companies that should be doing funerals, that should be doing cremations, are getting in touch with body brokers, and the body brokers are saying, hey, look, um, if you get a body, we'll pay you for it, we'll buy it from you, and we'll do we'll do shit with it. And so these these funeral companies weren't just pushing people to do funerals. They weren't just pushing people to do cremations. They're saying, oh, yeah, like, uh, actually, I know that you could do cremation, but you're actually going to save money. We can we can do a cremation for free if you just donate the body to to science. And so obviously families that are like, well, I don't want to pay eight hundred dollars like they didn't really specify they wanted a service done. Yeah, we might as well do it for a good cause. And then they get the body. 24 hours later, body broker walks up with his fucking suitcase, plops it on the table. He's like, here's your cut. Send me that fucking body. Oh, my God, dude. That's next level, like, next level uh, lead recording. Like, that is insanity. Just fucked up. And uh, so one of the guys, he he helped with the startup of three broker centers. So, like... I mean, it wouldn't take a lot. You basically say, hey, I'll invest $100,000 into you if you buy a fucking <laughs> chainsaw from Home Depot and a walk-in freezer. Then, yeah, let's chop up some bodies. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. Let's, let's sell, sell this shit. Yeah. Like, we're good. Um, so he, they interviewed him, and he said, if you can't make a business when you're getting raw materials for free, you're dumb as a bag of rocks. Which, I mean, when he says raw materials... He's certainly not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, it hasn't even gotten cold yet, and they're just going <laughs> ham. And they got the hepatitis brain out. Oh, yeah, God. So uh, now, in some cases, they, they would remove parts of the bodies that they sold. So, like, someone would say they would get the body, they purchased it from the funeral, the funeral home, and they hear from harvard and harvard says hey i just need a forearm a little bit past the elbow and they're like okay they'll chop that off cremate the body send it back to the family whatever and then they'll just keep the fucking arm in their freezer once harvard returns it or whatever jesus (laughs) so and they could probably like repaint it touch it up a little bit and then sell it to somebody else paint its fingernails and then rip them out (laughs) yeah send those to a cosmetic company yeah, send those to Maybelline. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the London look. Um, <laughs> so in Colorado. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's her fingernails. Uh, so in Colorado, they don't require that funeral homes register with the state, which is a huge problem, especially when Sunset Mesa Funeral Home comes in and they have a like it wasn't that sunset mesa funeral home had a deal with a body broker it was just that the owner said one day you know maybe i could start selling these fucking dead bodies now this one is one of like like i i read it and i go what the fuck is wrong with this woman just an absolute joke honestly so um she, I guess they, when they looked into things, they found out that she had talked to one of her coworkers 
who kind of came out about it and she this girl was told that you know we handle like 10 bodies a month sometimes we're making $40,000 a month now they didn't have figures because this lady wasn't doing anything illegal she was just running a an unethical business and so she wouldn't do interviews she wouldn't give them documents because she knew what she was doing was fucking wrong um so uh her it was kind of a family business so the lady that owned it uh her i believe it was her mother-in-law or like whatever but uh she was handling the embalming of the bodies but her mother-in-law was like you know what maybe some of these people that have tooth fillings and gold crowns i mean they don't need them anymore. They're not going to use yeah. them. And when we wrap this body up, I mean, we could just pop these suckers out and glue the mouth closed. Nobody will know. So she was talking to this this girl that was, I wouldn't say a whistleblower for, for this organization, but this lady came out and told him a lot about what happened. And so she was telling her about it. And uh, one day she came in and she showed off her gold tooth and filling collection. That's literally Nazism. That's that's literally what the Nazis did, like, was steal the gold fillings from people's teeth. I know. How do you do that in good conscience? Right How... next door in fucking Colorado. Jesus. You know the we best to to way to cope with this? Get high as balls in Colorado. In Colorado. <laughs> Let's go visit the place. Yeah. Uh, so... She shows her this this little batch of teeth that she has, and she says, yeah, actually, a few months ago, I sold a different batch, and we took the entire family to Disneyland in California with the gold that we cashed in. Like, Jesus like, what the fucking fuck? Christ. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with people? I, I told you, this one was way worse than the last episode. Because this is like Nazi Jew gold <laughs> taking your family to Disneyland. Oh my God. So, um, Fuck. you would think that it would kind of stop there, but this lady had a fake PhD and she would list this online. Um, she listed that she had a PhD for mortuary science, and Reuters looked into it and they said, well, you know, that doesn't exist anywhere in the United States. And so she just has this posted, but it's like she runs the business. It's not like she's like getting a job with a false fucking degree. She's just saying, oh, yeah, I have a degree in mortuary science. It's like, oh, who appointed that? Me. <laughs> I was my own <laughs> professor. And, oh, okay, cool. It was – I met my professor in international waters. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. That is insanity. Claiming to have a PhD is a huge fucking issue. Oh. And the best part is, I'm only halfway done with Sunset Mesa Funeral Home. Oh my god, this is going to be a long one. <laughs> so, uh, she actually reached out to... So when families would come to her and say, you know what, Like maybe we want to donate the body to, to science. Most, if not all other places, would say, okay, like we'll take it for free, we'll take it off your hands, we'll handle it, we'll cremate it, take it from there. She would charge families... She charged, no, get this. So she charged families $195 to donate the body. And if you wanted the cremate, cremated remains, you would have to pay $300 more. 
So yeah, you're not paying like the the eight hundred dollars it was to to just get cremated remains. Like now you're donating the body. There's a chance it's gonna get fucked up, but you only save like three hundred three hundred dollars. So the save three hundred dollars so that I can make you know an extra six grand. Yeah, no shit. I actually at the end of this I'll have the the uh, profit that people would make on these bodies, Jeez. just on average uh, by one of the biggest companies that did this. So this guy named Rex. Uh, he, before he died, he called Sunset Mesa and said, hey, I would like to do this. Uh, I, I think that this could be beneficial. So he paid $495 for them to take his body. But as he signed the contract, he said, I have one request. I want you to take out the glass eye that I've had since I was a kid, cremate me, and take half of my cremated remains, give it to my mother. The other half, put in an urn and put my, my glass eye in there, and I want you to bury it above my, my father, above his grave, with a note that says, here's looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what Just a way to go out. Rex, what a motherfucker. So they show up to pick up his body, and the, the daughter's there, and she says, hey, he requested this. Can you take his eye out? And the... the the owner of the company is like, no, 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 we'll take care of it before we ship his body, um, before anything happens. We'll take care of it. Don't worry. You'll get it. So the day after, um, the day after his death, his friend goes in. He goes to the funeral home for the eye, and he says, hey, I need Rex's eye. You guys need to respect his wishes. And they say, oh, well, uh, he's actually been shipped off already. We don't know where his eye is, so there's nothing we can really do. And oh my god! So he sits down and he says, "I'll fucking sue you! Like you broke your contract with this guy." And so they say, "Okay, we'll settle. We'll settle with you if you drop it." So they write him a refund check for five hundred dollars. So you know, it's like they give him his his buddy's money back plus five dollars, which is you know plenty of money. To get that glass eye back. At least they made $5 from it. It's just like, what the fuck is wrong with Sunset Mesa? And then how much would they have made off that body that they still got to keep because they settled out of court? Uh, like so because a couple thousand more? Because Reuters wasn't able to get that record, they have no idea what it was shipped out for. What body parts were necessary or what body parts were needed, how much of like an autopsy they had to perform, what needed to be thrown away, because this lady knew what she was doing was wrong, but she wouldn't fucking like she refused interviews. Um so so who who the fuck settles out of court for five hundred dollars? Rex's best That's, buddy, apparently. Rex's best buddy needs uh, needs a lesson on <laughs> settling. Like you can get a lot more money than that. Can, can you imagine? Like you're Rex's daughter, and you're like, yeah, you go over there. I can't deal with this. My dad fucking died yesterday, and his best friend is like, yeah, I got this. I got this. He goes over, comes back, and he's like, guess what? I got a refund plus five dollars. And you're like, where's the eye? And he says, I don't know. They shipped it. And it's like, what the fuck are you useful for? Because now all of it's void because you just took the money back. Now we're not going to. We have no legal grounds <laughs> we're to fucked. get the eye to sue to do anything oh. because of you. Because <laughs> you fucked up, Fucking Rex's hell. friend. You fucked it up, Rex's friend. Fuck you. Although, honestly, the criminal in this is, or the, the real problem in this is Sunset Mesa. 
Well, yeah, definitely. Now, also uh, sponsored by Sunset yeah, Mesa. Spon- points o- or pressure points at points o pressure. Jesus, I keep fucking that up. Pressure points sponsored <laughs> by Sunset Mesa for all your funeral needs, cremation needs, and all of your s- donations to bodily science. Just like get get your dick in a bucket today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. That one's going to be a soundbite. Watch out for that one on Instagram, guys. Oh, no. Fuck. (laughs) So uh, we're going to go a little bit south. Actually, we're going to go one state south, and we're going to go to New Mexico to a fun little company called BioCare. So uh, this woman is told that her father's body is going to be donated for – or it's going to be donated to practicing surgeons – to understand better how to do knee replacements. Sounds great. Yeah, fantastic. You hear that, you're like, okay, great. Like, thank God dad had good knees. Um, now, the thing that raised her concerns was it took weeks longer than she anticipated to get her father's remains. And so she's like, well, what the fuck is going on here? And then, like, randomly she just receives the remains. And she's like, oh, thanks. And looks at him, but something just does not feel right. Like, and it's not like I'm an expert with, like, someone's ashes by any means whatsoever. <laughs> but she looks in and she says, this feels like sand. Like, this looks like sand. Oh, no. So. No, 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 no. Yeah, so uh, she reaches out and she says, well, what the fuck is this? Now, BioCare was actually involved in a lot of the, uh, a lot of the problem with, uh, Rathburn and Gore, so they they were also raided. And uh, BioCare Warehouse, they found 127 body parts from 45 different people. Um, and so the the owner was charged with fraud, but the charges were dropped because they didn't have laws to support what he was doing was wrong. So. The, the charges are dropped, and this lady reaches out to the authorities, and she says, like, like this is horrible. Like, how, how, how can this happen? And uh, the authority that she spoke to said, what happened was horrible, but New Mexico law is silent on this kind of activity. So she responds and says, it's okay to chop up my dad's body and have it incinerated. And the authority goes, it's not okay, but it doesn't make it a crime. There's no criminal law that says this is wrong. It's all just ethical, like... It, yeah, morally, it, yeah, it is yeah. an issue. Like, it's just it's just wrong, but it's not... They don't have the laws in place to stop this shit from happening. And this is what's Jesus. so fucked up about all of it, is I'm reading these, I'm like, oh my god, dude, like, what the fuck? And, I mean, she had the same problem as uh, the lady that I talked about at the end of the last episode. Um, she just said, she goes, I don't really know if my, like... The remains that were returned to me because they they ended up finding her dad's head next to a medical incinerator. It was on a pile. Good of old body Sandy parts. Dad. Yeah. Uh, so they returned like what they thought was his, and she said, "I don't even know if all of this is his. Like, I have no idea if all of it is or if parts of it is, because I mean, it's not like they can really do much at that point." It's like playing Tetris with body parts. <laughs> that's exactly. That's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh man so um the last on like these little fucked up things of 
other companies before I get into Rathburn and all the shit that he got into, uh, I found out that these places will they'll send body parts to like conventions, for example. They'll send them to like little learning expos. Now, the thing is that these learning expos, you would think they would be hosted in a medical lab, that they would be hosted in a hospital. Yeah, very least a hospital like cafeteria. Yeah, somewhere that has like the the regulations in place for sanit- sanitary conditions, right? Yeah. Well, you know, honestly, any time I think of a convention and I think where's a great place to go that I can cut open a body, the first place I uh, think Hilton. Of, the first place I think of is the Disney World Resort. Ah, uh, no shit. Yeah. And you were right. The Hilton was one of them. Uh, Hyatt. God damn it. Hyatt was also another one. So uh, this reporter goes in and he he sits down with this hotel and he says, how often does this happen? And they go, ah, we get a couple of these every year. And he's like. A couple every year? Yeah, a couple every year. That one, I think, like uh, Hyatt got like, like they had problems with one. And then they did two more in the same year. Uh, so. <sighs> The biggest concern is that, like, they have to be sanitary places. And you can't do this in a fucking conference center. You can't do this in a conference hall when there's a wedding the next day. And you've got to put plastic down and cover the floors. But there's still going to be places where it can rip, where things can leak. And then the next day, they have a fucking wedding and someone's baby. And suddenly you get MRSA off a corpse goo. Yeah, and, and... the next thing you know, there's a fucking baby that's crawling on the floor, and it's got some hep C-infected three-year-old body blood on it. Like, <laughs> get the Ugh. fuck? Um, and, I mean, in some cases, they lacked proper sanitary stations. There was one report where he said this guy got, like, shit all over his arm. Not shit, but he got, like, blood and tissue on his arm. And... He says, hey, uh, where's a sink? And they kind of look around, and they're like, oh, well, I guess there's not one in this uh, conference room. And so he goes, shit. And he walks out of the room and goes to a bathroom to wash his arm off. Uh, They said sometimes they have to put plastic up on the walls because when you're cutting open a knee, it's spitting out blood and bone onto the walls. And fluids. There's a lot of fluids in the joints. Yeah. And it's just like, like, the like a cherry tomato <laughs> so the uh the conference hall or or the hotel itself resorts they would handle scheduling um the like biohazardous removal companies so in in one case uh one of these companies hired hired the removal company they came in they took what what they needed to but then later on that day they found a box full of dirty needles they found a box with literally human remains in it like bloody tissues and chunks of skin and they're like uh shit and so they've got to figure out like how to handle this because you know it's not really every day that a a hotel has to deal with pieces of old dead dude (laughs) jeez thawed old dead dude and dirty needles um sounds like a standard saturday night yeah yeah no big deal uh, at one point, the Ruder reporter was standing there watching one of these expos, and he says, 
hey, is it okay that the complimentary water and tea is right next to where we're doing this autopsy? And the doctors all look and they're like, oh, shit, I guess it's not. Can somebody come get this? And it's like, what? What? A room full of supposed medical specialists and there's... Yeah, I'm going to go get some of that, some of those craft snacks from the craft snack table <laughs> right next to the place where they're cutting open all the knees and brains. God. Like, fuck. These what crackers the fuck? go great with this tomato bisque. Uh, Jerry, that's not tomato bisque. <laughs> <laughs> I love synovial fluid on my mixed cheeses. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no. Um, there was another story that they talked about where this lady walked in, she watched two full autopsies until someone realized she shouldn't be there. And they were like, you need to leave. And she's like, oh, I've had my fill. And she just goes like nothing. Just like a random person on the street. Yeah, well, someone that was staying at the resort because they uh, wouldn't close would the do doors. That. There were times when people would walk past and they're able to look in and see a fucking torso on a gurney. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? This is fine. This yeah. is completely fine. Oh, God, dude. Just a trip. Um, but yeah, it's like I said, there's, it's just completely fucked because there's no regulations. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, speaking of no regulations, Mr. Arthur fucking Rathburn, who sounds like the man. He sounds like a villain yeah. in like a 1990s cartoon. I'm Arthur Rathburn. He really does. That's exactly what I was going to say. The man behind the myth. Oh, God. Just the worst. <laughs> Real cartoony name. Ugh. So um, I'm basically just going to give you his full history. So uh, he was hired in 1984 by the University of Michigan Body Donation Program. Uh, and he would work alongside in classes and with the research. And the higher-ups really liked him because he had a phenomenal work ethic. He was really charismatic. Uh, he was actually recognized for um, state-of-the-art embalming and an autopsy station from the scientific journal in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And in 1988, they actually featured him in the Ann Arbor Observer newspaper. And uh, he just mentioned, you know, there's a lot of importance with cadavers. Like, people don't realize how beneficial these things can be. And he said, you know, my friend bet me a couple years ago, he bet me 10 bucks that I wouldn't apply at a funeral home. And I did. And here I am. And so everyone was like, oh, wow, what a what a come from behind story. Um, and then two years later, he left the school following allegations of misconduct. Um, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, he obtained a court order that barred the release of the records. So. Honestly, nothing, nothing says like red flag more than someone that gets that leaves because of misconduct and then immediately is like lock these fucking records. It's like, no, that's that's big brain time. That is that's a smart oh move. God, just such a good move. Well, good move, but unfortunately, there were two people who had worked alongside him that knew what happened. And oh, when Reuters <laughs> talked to him, you gotta, I mean. If you're going to close the records, you got to make sure that everyone knows the records is dead. It's just... Or kill them. Yeah. And then dead and that their body is shipped everywhere, so there's no chance of them coming back as a zombie that can <laughs> tell your secrets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so two people spoke out to Reuters about it, and they said that he just mishandled donor ashes, which I'm assuming means that he just mixed multiple body oh. parts. Or he put sand <laughs> in there. I was thinking he fucked them. 
<laughs> That's what I was thinking too when I first read it. I was like, his, oh, he rolled oh. his balls in some ash, <laughs> ashy balls. <laughs> uh, so just after he leaves in 1990, he says, you know what? My calling in life is to sell some fucking body parts. And so he works alongside this guy and he puts a lot of money into working in the like body donation industry. So in 2004, he's been doing this for 14 years. In 2004, uh, New York reaches out to him and they say, hey, um, why can't we see that these bodies were donated willingly? Like, why aren't we getting consent forms? Why aren't we getting any type of contract that says, yeah, you can use my body for these things? Because he didn't have them. Like, he, it, it astounds me how little documentation people have on this because it's just like, the, the medical industry, just everything has to be fucking documented, like, to a yeah. to a T. Um, so, like, did he have the family sign a consent form, then just throw it away? No, because <laughs> or like he was buying the body parts and reselling them. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's... I know. He's like, oh, that kidney's on sale. I gotta buy one, get one. I bought some dude's head, and they threw in a knee, so I'm just gonna sell that knee and the head, and there's profit. Yeah, they were running out of room in their their freezers, so I figured I would I would help him out. Yeah, I'm a wholesaler, a liquidator. Yeah, right. Oh God. Uh, so in 2005, he buys a funeral home, and he puts 1.8 million dollars down to buy this home. He gets a loan, but. Like, his plan was to, to get the funeral home and to store bodies in the warehouse and still continue his body brokering. But the community found out about it, and they opposed his plans. They were like, nope. And so it closed down, and his debts just kept stacking, like, exponentially. It was fast. So uh, in 2006, New York reaches out and says, hey, you can't ship anything here until you resolve our concerns about consent. And so he reaches out and he said something along the lines of like, oh, well, uh, you can basically take my word for it. And New York is like, that's not enough. So he goes out of his way. Good job, New York. He basically like proves himself to New York that he is getting consent on these. And in 2007, he starts resuming operation in New York with like a constituency which was basically just you have to provide documentation every time um now walter mitchell the the guy that i had mentioned earlier that said hey if you can't make a business out of (laughs) out of free raw material (laughs) you're a fucking idiot well i guess uh arthur rathburn was not quite as much of an idiot as we thought but just enough so that Walter Mitchell stopped selling and supplying body parts to Rathburn because in 2006, he got a call from the Detroit airport about these coolers that hadn't been picked up for a week. A week? Yeah. So they call him and they say, hey, when are you going to come? These coolers are leaking and it smells because obviously, like, they can't open them. It yeah, yeah, they can't open they can't somebody, open else's, somebody else's mail. And they the coolers contain two human torsos. So Walter reaches out and he goes, uh, Rathburn, what the fuck, man? Like, pick this shit up. So Rathburn eventually picks him up. But, yeah, he I mean, he's just, like, 
it's interesting because as you see this go on, he gets more and more just insane. Like you're like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? So in 2010, uh, he was going through the Detroit airport and he had 10 heads in coolers and, uh, he was transporting from Canada and the FBI found it and they put him on the watch list. Uh, it was because it's like I said, it wasn't illegal for him to have them. Uh, he, the FBI is just like, uh, yeah, we need to keep an eye on this son of a bitch. So over the next six years from 2010 to 2016, he had 11 similar shipments of heads. Yeah, not 11 heads, 11 shipments, shipments, which my money is on. It's close to 100 heads that he had moved over six years through this airport. He's he's basically doing like two shipments a year. Um, So he ended up filing for bankruptcy because even with 100 heads. Yeah. So here's the thing. God damn. uh, His his upkeep costs, because you figure when you're trying to run like a bunch of freezers and your your reputation is kind of tainted because everyone's like oh yeah this fucking arthur rathburn dude he can't he wasn't able to sell to new york like i don't trust him so uh he filed for bankruptcy and he listed the body parts that he had in his like in his possession as a hundred and sixty one thousand dollars in assets Jesus Christ, that's a lot of body parts. And then in 2012, this is when he was with the eight heads in the picnic-style coolers, and they were in the red liquid. So the FBI stopped him, and they say, well, what the fuck is this? And he says, oh, uh, no, it's not actually blood. It's just Listerine. I use it for preservation. You're like, uh, what? Uh, excuse me? (laughs) Excuse me, bitch? (laughs) Um, And so right, right there, FBI was like, dude, we need to put our focus on this guy. So seven seven months later, uh, he actually sent an infected cadaver to Washington, D.C. that was infected with hepatitis B and HIV. And luckily, nobody and, was infected. Like, Yeah, like, that's crazy. <laughs> just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Oh, God. And uh, so they went through his records, and they discovered that he had received 26 heads at least 26 heads from BRC alone. Biological. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the fucking guys we talked about last time. So, uh, so in 2013, the FBI finally just inspects his warehouse and, um, they find thousands of body parts. Now, some of these body parts are one stored in fucking Tupperware and Rubbermaid containers. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, just meal prepping for the week. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Albert Fish. Uh, <laughs> some of them were in those 55-gallon drums. Uh, there were bodies frozen skin to skin in piles in the freezers. <laughs> Ed Gein would have – this is Ed Gein's white, uh, white dream, wet dream. Uh, he, just, he just pops out an ice pick, and he's like, I'll have a nice glass of water. Click, click, click. Yeah, there's some ice. Uh, uh, <laughs> so they also found four fetuses that were all second trimester. No details on the acquisition. Now, it's illegal for him to have those or to sell them or, like, why the fuck would yeah, he that's even a- have them? Yeah, it's already, <laughs> yeah. Like, so 
A direct quote from one of the uh, authorities is, Rathburn stored human heads by stacking directly on top of each other without any protective barrier. Uh, So the thing is, in these timelines, I think I mentioned it earlier, it's tough because... Like, you see these years, you're like, oh, 2012, they saw that he had, like, fucking heads. And then in 2013, they finally, like, look into him. But after they found the heads, seven months later, he provided, like, an infected corpse. Um, the problem is, it's because the legality of it is just so open. Like, there's there's no regulation with it. So they have to find ways of, like taking care of this and and turning this into an actual problem they have to build a case it's not like oh wow he has heads fucking arrest him um no they have to you know catch him for fraud yeah because they can't catch him for mutilating the bodies exactly or they have to prove that they are mutilating the bodies and treating them completely consent that's the thing without consent if if there's a consent form with it that says hey yeah uh aj uh when i die you can like cut my dick off and do with with it whatever you want those are my death Deal. wishes. It's whatever. Like, strap me to a fucking nuke and shoot me into the space. Like, whatever. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm down. I'll put it in my will. Uh, so, <laughs> so he was arrested in 2016, um, and he was living in a homeless van. Or, he was he was living homeless in a van. Sorry, he was living oh, in a okay. homeless van. The van didn't have a home either. <laughs> that van was homeless. <laughs> that poor van. Uh now, at his trial, he gave a 50-minute statement, and he blamed his suppliers, BRC being one of them, uh, for giving infected bodies to him. And he blamed his staffers for sending them out. And a few times, the the judge and the prosecutor were like, hey, like, do you just want to plead not guilty? And he just would talk over them. He would just ignore them. He's like, no. Was he, he was filibustering. God, dude. So... His wife actually testified against him because she did work alongside him. She was also charged for fraud. Um, And uh, so she testified against him about selling infected parts for discounts. Like they would they would acquire these parts, sell them at lower prices and beat out competitors, but not say a word about them being infected because they knew that they were infected. Now, oh, my God, some of these bodies had MRSA like some of them had sepsis, HIV, Hep B, Hep C. Now, like I said, my fucking infection and disease expert over here, explain real quick MRSA and sepsis. MRSA is completely awful. Methicillin resistant Staphylococcus aureus. It's a skin infection. It's a staph infection caused by a bacteria, which, you know, normally you think, yeah, you just have a staph infection, go get on some antibiotics, you're fine. Not with fucking MRSA. With MRSA, you know, it causes the staph infection, like sores and things like that, but it's methicillin-resistant. It's resistant to the majority of, medic- of like, antibiotics that are out there. It is extremely hard to, to uh, control. It spreads like a wildfire, especially in, specifically, medical facilities and, you know, places with, uh, where medical care is going on. So I'm not surprised at all that they had to deal with MRSA. Um. Like, there was fuck. So I didn't note a lot of this just because it's like I said, there was so much information and like two fucking episodes worth. Um, there was a flight because there is international like they'll ship things internationally. 
uh, because some places like the Netherlands can't do it. They actually have laws protecting dead bodies, but well, thank goodness they can ship. They can receive shipments. So there was a plane that was leaving Oregon and it was stopped because it had a bunch of dead bodies on it and parts. Some of them were infected with MRSA. God damn. MRSA is one of those scary things that you hear of that could easily create an epidemic because we can't fucking kill it with medication. <laughs> like, oh my God, it's terrifying. That's not something that you want to fuck around with. Yeah. Oh, just like it uh, fucking blows my mind. Um, and sepsis. Uh, sepsis is septicemia. It's caused by an infection by, uh, well, let me see, right? I, I actually made notes on this one because I'm familiar with it in a EMS style, but not like a general, you know, gee whiz information. So it's basically, it's caused by a, your body's response to an infection. The infection gets too out of control. And, you know, when you're fighting an infection, your body releases chemicals into the flight, in, into the flight stream, into the <laughs> bloodstream. Oh, too no. Much gin. It's on the flight. There's, there's sepsis no. on the plane. So, the, you know, your body releases chemicals into the bloodstream to help fight the infection. You know, it causes the inflammation. It brings your immune cells to the to the uh, area that's infected. Well, sepsis is when the uh, body's response to those chemicals is completely out of, ba- out of balance. Like, it starts to affect your body. It becomes like a multi-system, uh, multi-system type damage can start to occur. You start off with fevers, chills, uh, low body temperature... You pee less, you get rapid pulse, rapid breathing, Which peeing, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. is already the worst part. Uh, right? That's, uh, <laughs> That's the most I'll satisfying part of my fever morning. fever and difficulty breathing. But yeah, it's, it's kind of like a body-wide infection. It's, it's a type of shock. Ugh. Septic shock. It's a really big deal. In fact, uh, at least 250,000 people in America alone die from sepsis every year. It's a really big problem, and a lot of times... I would say longer than 10 years ago or further than 10 years ago, it was pretty difficult to detect the, like people just didn't look out for it. Nowadays, there are a lot of initiatives where they putting out the information of what to look for. Um, but if, if it goes untreated, you can die very quickly. Ugh. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's one of those, you get it and you need to go to the ER. <laughs> Gotta love it. Um, so back to, uh, Rathburn. So, uh, Gore, who had already been convicted for fraud, uh, so he, his, his files have already come out. They've already discovered that he sold stuff to Rathburn. Uh, he actually testified against Rathburn. Um, and they found Rathburn guilty. Uh, he was sentenced to nine years in federal prison for the torso with HIV. That was like the, the selling point was, was that that was the nail in the, the non coffin. Yeah. It was like the tax evasion for Al Capone. Yeah. It was the thing that got him. <laughs> That's a got him, man. Um, now I actually have a sheet of the pricing on body parts based on seven different brokers um based on their quotes their sales like just documents that they found however one of the biggest companies that like that was known for this that essentially kind of started the the like big start got the ball rolling 
uh, was called Science Care. And over the course of three years, they amassed $12.5 million in profit. Yeah. Fuck, in that's a profit. lot of money. Yeah. Uh, they actually had enough that they sued another broker company in 2010 for stealing confidential strategies for soliciting bodies and selling. So uh, they had reached out to this company and they said, hey, we'll sell you these bodies. Um, it'd be 11 or they said $12,000 for uh, like these, we'll say six bodies, for example. Um, and then this other company came in and said, hey, we can actually give you six bodies, but we'll do it for $11,000. So like these other people were lowballing and stealing their business. So they took them to court and they fucking beat them. It's just, it's stupid. But in five years, they got over 17,000 bodies and sold or leased, sold or rented 51,000 parts, like body parts. Jesus Christ, that's a lot of that's a lot of bits. That's a lot of bits. Uh in let's see, in 2016, they had 27 million dollars in revenue because it took so much money to like to maintain all of this because they would they would purchase bodies from from like funeral homes and from other body brokers. They would just lowball the fuck out of them and turn profit on them. But like yeah, just to imagine twenty-seven million dollars spent on the sale of bodies, essentially. Um, now, the two original owners uh, were this guy and his wife, and they sold the company in two thousand sixteen to a private equity firm, which, as far as I know, is still running today. Um, and they were spending one million dollars on marketing and branding per year. That's a decent fucking budget. Yeah. Um, we should do that. Yeah, God, dude, really, though. they. So what would happen is they would, like, they had a representative, and they would have him go to hospitals, and he would basically sell that company to the hospital and say, hey, if you refer people here, like, we can give you this much. Uh, we will buy bodies for this much. So they would pay funeral homes anywhere between $180 to $1,400 in th- like per body. Uh, the, the owner, he sold the company and he said, yeah, I, I just need to spend more time with my family. So they moved out to Hawaii. He built a private jet and then they built like some mansion out there. Just like this dude is a total dick bag, but I'll, I'll get a, a picture posted of him. Cause you see him and you're like, what the fuck? There's a side by side of him and the new CEO of science care. And you're just like, dude, fuck you guys. The, the one from Science Care, I'll, I'll send it to you after this. He looks like a fucking nut job. It's hilarious. He's got this Perfect. weird, like, uh, military cut. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so back to uh, the prices. So based on the quotes and sales and documents from seven different brokers, generally brains were sold for $750 on average, cervical spines $300, feet, or just one foot was $200, Forearms with the hand and elbow both attached uh, were $250. Hands themselves, $250. The head, $500. Knees, $450. A leg was $1,300. Or sorry, the legs. So, or no, I think that was just one leg. Yeah, just one leg. Um, The shoulder with the collarbone was $400. A torso eviscerated, which just means that like they've 
cut it open, take shit out. Um, $2,000. Torso intact, you're only paying an extra $100 for that, so $2,100. And a whole body was generally $5,000. If you were to buy the whole body in separate cuts, um, you'd be looking at around like seven, eight thousand dollars just because of how like like obviously two hands, two knees, legs, whatever. Um so uh like I said, the profit that um science care was getting per cadaver on average was six hundred and seventy seven dollars per body. And that was if they were selling like the whole body, not like splitting it up. Which more than likely they were, so you'd be looking at like three thousand dollars for in profit, and it's just like, what the fuck, man? I'd like to use this opportunity to tell you I am retiring from the podcast oh. business, but if you need any human feet <laughs> or arms, just yes. like hit me up. Hit me up, and if you have access to human feet or arms, hit him up hit as me well. Up. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, and like reading through it at the end, I was like, you know, that guy that said you're an idiot if you're not like making a business out of this if you're if you're arthur rathburn and you're going bankrupt in this business you're a fucking idiot like it's just mind-blowing like if you do not have a heart if you don't have a conscience by all means start (laughs) selling dead bodies yeah hop on that gravy train uh yeah dude that just absolutely fucked uh if anyone is interested in reading the report um I will post the link for the full like 10 page report in the description. Um, I'll also have it up both time. There should be one post for the last episode. There will be a post for this one as well. Um, but even if you just Google it, it you could look up like uh, body brokers and that's like a stockbroker, B-R-O-K-E-R. Um, and just type in R-E-U-T-E-R-S. Uh, I like genuinely want to give them full credit for all this because holy shit it was just reading through it is so much more than just listening to me talk about it like a fucking moron um yeah if you have the time to read through all 10 articles have at it um but yeah even if you just like pop in there read through a couple of them that are interesting it's they're certainly worth the read because man like this shit is just it blows my mind yeah, this is this is way more than what I thought you were yeah, going, to be going I, into. I figured it would just be that one body shop or chop shop that we saw, and that would be it. But it's so much bigger. There's oh, such a it's such a wider issue that that is revealed from this. It's crazy. It's fucking huge. And I didn't want to go into it again. Like, oh yeah, I'll do an IRB style episode where it's just like harrowing and like, damn, this is crazy. But like, there was. No fucking way to really put this in like a, oh, hey, listen to this crazy story. It's like, hey, listen to how fucked up all this is. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah, just a total trip. And most of the stuff we cover is like, yeah, this stopped like 40 years ago we stopped doing that. No, this is right now. This is still going. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, Just give it fuck. Just give it on a, in our 20th season when uh, the world is on fire. We'll be, we'll be reporting on the actual laws that they implemented after this <laughs> yeah the, the aftermath of this yeah because they wrote um so in 2004 that committee got together the uh the one that made the the laws pertaining to organ donation uh they got together and they wanted to implement something that was going to like 
regulate this industry a little bit better, but nothing came to fruition. They never did anything about it. Um, and then in 2017, Arizona released a, a, essentially a bill, or they released regulations on how to handle all of this, um, and like, hey, you've got to document these things further, but they haven't checked up on any of it. Like, there's been no response no by by the uh, by health authorities or anything. It's just they said, hey, uh, you should do this, and then there haven't been any any checkups on it. So, yeah, it's it's a fucking trip. And I like, I'm glad that I looked into it as far as I did because now I know what I'm gonna do with my future, and it's selling bodies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah now we know yeah so uh this is gonna be our last podcast episode because we're gonna go become millionaires <laughs> yeah we're gonna go sell some feetsies yeah but we're gonna make sure they won't be infected don't worry everybody yeah yeah we'll we'll make sure that the only thing they're infected with is love good feetsies <laughs> is love yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, all right well uh god damn yeah that's all i've got man fuck yeah, that's a cheery way to go out. Yeah, so uh, I'm sure next week we'll we'll come up with something a little bit better, a little more fitting and, and lighthearted, or we'll just Actually, uh, do a part three. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I was planning on taking the reins for the next one, and it is surprisingly in line with this. Oh, similar. Oh, yeah. It's not bodies, but it's in the similar vein of gross misconduct. Man, at this <laughs> point, we're basically just a medical fucked up podcast. I mean, that's part of history. Yeah, it's fair. One of these days, I want to talk about the dude who swallowed 27 knives and then survived for 20 years and then swallowed more knives. Uh, That certainly sounds worth it. I'm down. All right. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. So uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Sorry if we destroyed your Monday. Hopefully the rest of your week is all right because, uh, yeah, happy Monday. Um, yeah. Re- <laughs> happy Monday. Re- reach out to us on instagram at points of pressure uh any show ideas we're trying to implement a little bit more interactivity with you guys so spoopy stories yeah, s- scary stories anything that like you've heard of or things that have happened to you um by all means reach out uh because the more we know that we're appealing to uh stories you guys are interested in the the more we're we're gonna be willing to like just bust through some like big shit maybe maybe find something you didn't know you liked before so yeah reach out and we'll see you guys uh next week uh